Welcome to episode 19 of the Family Geekery Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Amber. And I'm Chris. And last week, episode 18, we started to tackle the big subject of The Sims. And we got halfway through it, I think. So we're going to roll into the other half of that, starting with Sims 4. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been doing this week. Girls, anything going on? Not for me, just the same usual games. I, though, have been playing... Uh, I learned how to play Pokemon, the the trading card game. Um, I've been a long-time fan of the video games, but never really played. I've collected some of the cards, but a little bit back, I bought some pre-built decks of the Pokemon V, um, which is, I don't know, I guess a particular version of the card game. So I picked those up. And finally sat down and learned how to play Pokemon after all these years. Um, so that was pretty cool. It's a interesting take on card games. Um, but yeah, besides that and some other card game news, I went to the local card shop for the first time and played their Commander Knight. Now that I've got um, my complete squirrel deck, um, I was able to go down there and played in a multiplayer setting against some some people and meet some new folks so yeah and how does the pokemon game tie into the video game is there some similarities or is it pretty different it's pretty similar um you both have one pokemon out at a time um in a battle um but you could have a couple other pokemon on your bench and i guess that would be the equivalent of the other pokemon in your bag, I guess. So you just kind of battle Pokemon until your Pokemon does more damage to their Pokemon or vice versa. And can you evolve your Pokemon through the game, through the card game? Yeah. So to evolve them, you just have to put the evolved version right on top of the other version. Oh, nice. Yeah. And it's the person you're playing against. Is that considered your nemesis? just your opponent i guess because <laughs> isn't that what they call it in most of the game yeah. Yeah, like you, you have to name your nemesis mm-hmm. cool very cool all right uh I, I started playing a game which is i guess a sequel to a game that i played last year or the year before which was probably my favorite game uh during the lockdown and that was a game called autonauts um and they came out with a new version just the other day which is the Autonauts versus the Pirate Bots. So it's more of a, uh, a battle type game. You know, it's almost like a real-time strategy. But you have to build robots, and you have to program the robots to defend your base and attack the other people's base. So it's really fun. I, I enjoy it. It's, uh, it's a game that you have to look forward to, to play. It's not going to be one that's for everyone. But I love it, and they're doing a great job with their, uh, their product. And if you like that kind of stuff, go grab that game because it's a lot of fun. It's a good, it's a good ad- addition to their original one, which was more like just a open world sandboxy type robot programming game. I liked that one. I liked making them chop down the wood, but they got tired too quickly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you gotta you gotta update them with with upgrades and stuff. Mm. But yeah, I did that. And then also over on our YouTube channel, we started posting the first couple of episodes of our Stray playthrough. 
So go check that on the YouTube channel. As of right now, there's two episodes out. And uh, that's about it. So getting back to the topic at hand, we talked about The Sims, The Sims 2, and The Sims 3 in the last episode. So we're going to talk about The Sims 4 and then a couple of the kind of franchise offshoots and then some other projects that that you girls may or may not have even heard about that I found uh, some notes on. So we're going to get into The Sims 4, which is a game that I've never even played, but the girls have played a lot. So they're going to take this and uh, and roll with it. So who wants to go first on their take of The Sims 4? Let's go with Danny first. Well... I can give a little history of the. Sims oh, that's story. right. Yeah, you got some. Uh, you got some history about that. So let's yeah. hear that. All right. So this is, I guess, kind of a rumor. Um, I don't know if it's confirmed by any EA employees or Sim gurus, but it's rumored that the Sims um, around the time of the uh, the Sim City 2013 game, they were planning on making a multiplayer Sims game, which only was known by the name Project Olympus. Um, And they kind of canceled it because they realized that the multiplayer format of the SimCity that they had, people didn't really enjoy. So they scrapped it, but people think that it actually just got recycled into The Sims 4. So... There's uh, very few screenshots of Project Olympus, but, you know, it's almost exactly what The Sims 4 turned out to be. And people kind of, once they found out that that existed, uh, things kind of made sense for The Sims 4 um, being, you know, kind of lacking at release. You know, a lot of people didn't like that The Sims 4 didn't really have much content compared to The Sims 3. Um, base game and you know it it was missing so many staples like toddlers and even swimming pools so um, you know sims 4 base game was pretty sparse for the first you know about year until they started adding a bunch of free base game updates and you know packs and stuff but it all could be because they were scrapping together you know frankenstein pieces from an old game that they were rushing to get released, but that's all just a rumor, I guess, and can't really confirm it, but I believe it. I seem to remember that when Sims 4 came out, it seemed like it was almost less of a game than Sims 3. Yeah. Wasn't there even like, d- did you say there was missing uh, generations of, of people even? Yeah, so you would have, if your Sims had a baby... After a couple of days, the baby would grow right into a child and would completely skip the toddler stage, which is kind of weird because you don't go from infant to 10 years old overnight. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. So, yeah, well, uh, Danny, tell us your take on The Sims 4. How much have you played that? Well, Sims 4 is the one that I think we've played the most. And I think you can see that by Amber and I's shared over 4,000 hours on origin of that, which is quite a (laughs) long time. And I, I really like it. 
Um, just like the last episode, it's definitely an easier game than Sims 3 and, Sims 3 and definitely Sims 2. Um, I guess I'll talk about some of the differences. Um, the way, the main updated thing in The Sims 4 is the create a sim. Instead of sliders, which were in Sims 3, um, which is basically like if you need to change the size of the nose or like mouth or head shape, there's a little sl- slider of like small, big, wide, height, things like that. But in Sims 4, it was actually you get to drag their facial features with your mouse, mouse, which was really cool. And it allowed for a lot more realistic or uh, more creativity and customization with The Sims. So that was really cool. And then so you create like node points when you click on the face or something like nodes that you would drag around or. Yeah, they kind of had those um, preset yeah. in there and you would just like click and widen yeah. kind of like you're molding clay. Um, and is it symmetrical or could you make an unsymmetrical face? It's symmetrical. Oh, yeah. Cheap. But the the Sims team actually expected that it would kind of throw off everybody, you know, having such a drastic change in create a sim that they actually released a demo of the Create-A-Sim, you know, a couple of months before the game was released. And I remember um, we were on a family trip in Vegas yep. when when that demo came out. And, you know, after walking around Vegas for hours, we would go back and be like, oh, what clothes are there? How do we do this? Like, it was pretty challenging. But once you get the hang of it, it's almost hard to go back to the sliders. Cool. Another big change that they introduced with The Sims 4 is emotions. Um, They added emotional states. um, So your sim can be happy or bored or flirty. Um, And they kind of had similar things in the past. um, With like uh, in Sims 3, they had moods, you know, like the little moodlets. And it would just give a plus or minus buff. Um, but the emotions are pretty cool because they they add different interactions. So if your sim is angry, instead of peeing in the toilet, they will take an angry poo. Um, <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, if they are angry or flirty and need to calm down, they can go take a cold shower. Um, so it's pretty neat that they added those emotions. Um, but it's it's kind of random. You know, they added it, but besides like having a couple name changes on interactions it's not it doesn't add a whole lot but um i think they do a good job of adding new things with that every update very cool it's been it was released in 2014 so it's getting kind of long in the tooth they've had 11 expansion packs have you guys experienced any of those i'm going to list them out here real quick get to work get together city living cats and dogs Seasons, Get Famous, Island Living, Discover University, Eco Lifestyle, Snowy Escape, and Cottage Living. They just released a new one, too. Oh, did um, they? Which, what's the new one? High School something. Haven't yeah. gone around to buying it yet, but they added that. So cats and dogs instead of pets this time. Does that mean yeah. there's only cats and dogs? There's no like raccoons or fish or hamsters? Uh, there's no horses in Cats and Dogs, uh, which was a big 
selling point of pets in The Sims 3 because pets had cats, dogs, horses, and it also had like hamsters and rodents and stuff. Um, but the Sims 4 Cats and Dogs is a bit of a touchy subject because shortly after the release of Cats and Dogs, there was the stuff pack My First Pet Stuff, which was DLC for the DLC. So you had Ooh. to own Cats and Dogs to buy um, My First Pet Stuff, which added, you know, the rodents and, you know, other outfits for the cats and dogs. So people just thought that it was kind of like a, hey, why didn't you just include it in the pack initially? Why did we have to pay $10 for this stuff when it could have just been in the pack? Why do people have to pay $50 to have all of this stuff? So that's a... Of course, when this happens, everybody says they're going to boycott EA and never buy anything (laughs) from it again. And they continue to grow and grow and grow. Right, exactly. <laughs> no no surprises out of EA ever, I don't think. Us Simmers, we love uh, saying bad things about EA and then going and buying all of their products. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The power of protest. Yes. <laughs> but I think there's been the most controversy, at least that I've noticed with The Sims 4, Um, as opposed to other packs, just because I think I've been part of the community a lot, you know, with Twitter and stuff. Wasn't really on Twitter when playing The Sims 3. Um, So I think the community's grown a lot, and um, both for good thing and bad thing, because uh, The Sims has definitely um, listened to the community a lot, you know, adding, you know, when The Sims 4 came out, kind of with the the thing of sliders versus no sliders, you know, the Sims 4 only has swatches, meaning there's only a set number of colors that you can pick for shirts and stuff. Um, And that included skin tones and people were really upset that there were very limited skin tones. So they actually listened to the community and added a bunch more skin tones and even added um, some sliders with those. So you can change the, like shade and warmth and stuff of the skin tones and the makeup. Um, and that then it seems added, like something so simple and basic that yeah, should be in there. Exactly. And that's what everyone says. Um, also recently they did a pronouns update, which um, people could make Sims and put their pronouns as like he, her, she, him, they, them, um, or like custom ones. So, cause people were like, hey, you know, I use The Sims as an escape and I want to make myself, but I can't really make myself exactly. So The Sims were like, hey, we can give that to you. And so they did. And I don't think it's 100% functional um, because I've noticed that they get it wrong sometimes in the gameplay, but it's nice that they have it in there. Yeah, I imagine there's going to be programming hooks on the development side that that will get missed here and there. Yeah. That's what's nice about games being connected to the internet all the time and being easily patched. You got to remember the games that I bought as a kid. If I bought it, that was it. Like there was no (laughs) patching. (laughs) I mean, games would send, like you send us an envelope, we'll send you a floppy disk in the mail (laughs) and that would be the patch. But very seldom was there any kind of patching, which has, uh, this is a side note, but it's, it's really made programmers sloppy. They they say that programmers today is sloppy compared to in the old days because they're 
you're giving them the option of patching something down the road before it was like you needed to nail it the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a side note for us old people. What else you got on Sims for what, what other kind of rumors can you dish on us? <laughs> um, well, I guess right now, most recently, there's a big thing with the custom content um, community, I guess. Um you know, I talked briefly about this last episode when you asked if people sell things, you know, that aren't connected to EA. And um, The Sims has always kind of been like, hey, you can make this custom content. It's great. It's cool that you enjoy our game and, you know, want to add stuff to it, but make it free and make it accessible to everyone. And, you know, that's that's cool. But, you know, creators spend a lot of their time on this. And, you know, I bet a lot of them want some financial aspect to it. And so some of them have Patreons, um, a lot of them do actually, and um, they will make their content and put the download available on Patreon, and the people who, you know, pay their $5 a month or whatever can get it immediately, but then there will be like a, a free release of it, you know, two weeks later or whatever, and EA said, that's fine, it's eventually going to be accessible to everyone, that's good, cool. But I guess people haven't been doing that, like not everyone has been doing that and has just been keeping it behind the paywall. So now EA, I think, is going to crack down on some of the custom content creators and, um, you know, make sure that they are letting everybody have the same access to it. Um, And that's just what I've heard literally today is happening. So. That's always a touchy subject on any kind of game that has some kind of items that someone can make or get or collect or create. And then someone else wants that same item. Right. And and they want either an access to get it or a shortcut to get it. I don't know if you heard about the uh, the debacle that happened with Diablo 3. When for, the, for years and years, Diablo 2, people would be selling stuff on, on eBay. You know, and then you just meet online and trade the stuff over. And for Diablo 3, they decided, let's just bake that right in and we'll bake a, a market right into the game and let people post stuff for sale and let people buy stuff that they want. And we'll take a, a little cut in the middle. And it sounded great, but it, it ended horribly. Like like it was a huge, huge uh, problem. So they, they changed that with a couple patches and and took that market out. But yeah, this is a, the prime type of game for, you know, custom content. You gotta, you gotta believe that some people would make things just to share, just for the sake of sharing, but then spend hours, days, weeks or something, making some stuff, then yeah, there should be some, some way to uh, get compensated for it. But I don't know if EA will ever figure that part out or if they'll just have to keep on doing it the way that they're doing it kind of, uh, low key, but that's that's a neat story to to keep followed up on. Yeah. Well, back to the expansion packs. I think one of my favorites that wasn't really carried on from the other Sims games was Get to Work because in pre- previous Sims games, if your Sim had a job, they would wake up, get ready, and then they. You, you would send them off for like eight hours and you wouldn't be able to play that sim. 
Um, but in Sims 4, when Get to Work came out, it actually came out with like interactive jobs. So when you would send your sim to work, you can either choose to send them alone and not play them like old sim games, or you could go with them and then your sims at home, you don't play them, but you play the person at work. And instead of just saying work hard or slack off or work normal, you'd actually have a list of tasks to do at that lot. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you completed all those tasks, you'd get a pretty good work like bar you'd get progress on that bar um which is pretty cool and you'd get to go along with them complete all the tasks and they would be like even some of them are like socialize with your coworkers or do this and i thought that was pretty cool yeah if there's one thing about the sims 4 it's their packs have been really creative um, you know, they have the the classics like Seasons and, and Cats and Dogs and University. You know, they have those staples that have been in basically every game. But they're also like realizing that they can get kind of crazy with it. You know, like the Eco Lifestyle Pack is one of my favorites, actually. And it just adds what you wouldn't expect. Like there's candle making and your Sims actually like affect the environment like if they use a gas fireplace then they like pollute more if they grow their own food then they pollute less you know it's it's kind of neat um it's just so interesting to see what they come up with what the team comes up with when you know they've done the staples you know and it's pretty exciting for people they're like huh well we've got seasons what are they going to do next yeah, without ever playing this, you, you got me really thinking here. Now, there's some really cool stuff that they could do that I know will never happen, but but it'll be cool anyways. Think about all the games out there. Um, you know, go onto Steam and, and look at all the different simulator games, and think about what if what if Maxis and EA got with these other developers and said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna set up a a a core set of rules." and a compensation guideline of, of what you're, you're able to pay, you know, virtually pay someone. And if someone plays your game, you know, launches your game from within Sims, from the, from the go to work, uh, get to work, you know, add on, and they launch lawnmower simulator and they start <laughs> mowing some lawns or surgeon simulator and start like doing some, some surgery on people. Then, you know, the, the, however many, you know, 20 minutes, 40 minutes that they spend playing that game would give them one day's work pay and simoleons back into the thing. That, that would be so cool to be able to branch off and do that and, uh, and tie in like indie developers, uh, bake it into the, the Sims game. That would, that would be huge. That but would like be I said, cool. it will never happen. Yeah. <laughs> EA is pretty independent with that, I guess. Maybe we'll just have to start our own. <laughs> All right, what else about Sims 4 before we start breaking into some of the side projects? I think it's a it's a very good game. Um, you know, I've probably played it the most since I've, you know, been the oldest and have kind of grown with this game as it grows. Um, but it's just, you know, getting better and better. Um, one thing that I've noticed with The Sims 4 that either didn't happen in The Sims 3 or I just 
didn't notice because I didn't read patch notes is, you know, they're like adding a lot of free content with the game. You know, as much as they're adding paid DLC, um, they are adding some some good content in the base game um, that you just always get, you know, um, like with every pack update, every with every pack, they update the game and usually add some big piece to the base game. And I think it's really cool that they still care about those things and still give everybody, you know, a, an update, even if you're not paying for an update. Yeah, that's a that's a big deal. We got eight years on this game so far, which is the longest of any of the Sims games. And when you think about games that are either that big or that successful, like think about GTA five, it's been out probably equally that long, maybe even a little bit longer. You know, everybody that's going to buy GTA five owns GTA five, right? Right. (laughs) If they're going to, if they're going to play it, they've already, they already own it now and they're not going to, to buy it again. You know, it's funny. I see it on the shelf at target on sale. I'm thinking who's, who's buying that. Um, <laughs> you, you'd already have it by now, but, but think about that game and how long it's been out and the developers, they have, they have to evolve to something like GTA five online. You know, they have to have some version of it where there's, you know, that they've got like the free to play type merch store, you know, buy some virtual dollars from the, from the online store type thing. They have to do that or else they've got no more income. So it's, it's good that, like you said, that they're still adding stuff in there for a game that's so long in the tooth. Right. So how much longer, if they just dropped an expansion pack, how much longer do we got on this game? Do you think before they start talking new game? I mean, they've already, confirmed that a sims 5 is coming um but you know it's it's hard to say you know sims 3 had, what, what did we say 11 last time we said so yeah i think we're probably at 12 right now on sims 4 so i think we're probably getting at least one more expansion pack you know they would have told us if this was the last one um and you know, a couple years ago, um, or whenever it was, they announced they had a timeline of, we have this much more content planned, and that's just what we have planned. Um, you know, and then things slowed down because of the pandemic and stuff. Um, but I think they haven't even hit that, you know, of what they had planned. I think they still have more planned and more to come. Um, so we just have to sit back, throw money at them and wait for what they have to offer us. (laughs) Waiting for Sims five. Yeah. Pleasantly playing the Sims four while, while we're waiting though. That's good. I remember there was an April fool's fool's prank a few years ago and Sims or EA released a Sims five, like trailer. And it was the goofiest looking game ever. And all the YouTubers reacted to it, and <laughs> it was really funny. I love when development companies do April Fool's jokes. I don't care if they spend all kind of budget and all kind of time on it, but they should be spent on their game. Yeah. It's still funny. Cool. So we're we ready to shift gears into some side content that The Sims have put out? Yes. All right. So we're going to start by talking about The Sims Online. And this is one that that predates you guys. And I played it for a little bit. 
so December 2002, so this is just after Sims 1, Electronic Arts released The Sims Online. So this is before Sims 2, it's in between Sims 1, Sims 2. Uh, at this point, we are just getting like full-time internet in, in some, if not most, homes. So after the days of dial-up, after the days of America Online, people are starting to get like what we called high-speed internet in the home, cable modem, DSL, that kind of thing. So it makes sense that they want to have some kind of online aspect to their game. Um, not sure if they were ready for it, though. <laughs> uh, so, so they put out this this game that was just weird. I'm going to just describe it as weird. Of course, as soon as it came out, I had to have it because I enjoyed The Sims, <laughs> even though it was very depressing and it reminded me too much of real life. I, I had to try out The Sims online. But, but think about how The Sims work and how you can adjust the time, right? How you can speed up time or slow down time or pause, and then think about that in an online setting. It, <laughs> it doesn't happen, right? Everybody's on the same clock. So when it's time for you to read a book, to get smarter, or to learn how to cook, <laughs> what's going to happen? You click that button, and you're just, oh, okay, so what do I do now? So they had like these tables set up. You know, you would go to some place, and if I'm going to get my skill up in cooking or get my skill up in whatever, or if I'm going to try to, you know, do a job or something, you would go to these like tables or workbenches, I forget what they call them. And there'd be other people in this building and you'd just click on it. And there may be already two people working on this workbench. And here you are doing your, you know, chemistry homework or doing, you know, building a, a toy, you know, out of wood or something. And you're just sitting there and you click on it and okay, click, click, tick, 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 and you're like, well, what do I do now? Because my progress bar is going <laughs> up so slow. So basically, it had a chat aspect to it. And it just basically turned into a, a, a enormous chat room. Oh so gosh. you're just <laughs> chatting with other people. Yeah, so, so you take a, a game that I've already compared to being too much like real life. And then <laughs> you go to a job where you're like bored as crap. And you're like, well, I guess I'll just start to my talking to my cubicle mate. <laughs> Like, where are you from? Like, what are you doing here? Is this is this boring for you too? So it, it, I didn't. It didn't hold my attention very long because there was people that either were cheating or had no life and would just be on there twenty four seven, and their skills would be super high. And then for people like me that could jump on after dinner for an hour or two before going to bed, you know, my skills weren't going up very fast. So it was just very. Uh, not well balanced, I guess. Mm. And I lost interest in it pretty quick. And I think the rest of the world did too. EA later named it EA Land, which oh. I didn't even remember that happening. But if you ask me now, I think that's a horrible idea because <laughs> everybody loves The Sims and I identify right. with that franchise, The Sims. Not many people like go out there and say, oh, I love electronic arts. I love them. <laughs> you know, they're usually the evil, you right. know, evil people behind the games that you love. So calling it EA Land is like, what does that even mean? <laughs> so, so it didn't last very long. And then, um, well, I say it didn't last very long. The servers finally got shut down in August of 2008. So it was around oh, almost wow. six years. 
if you would have asked me before reading this this stat, I would have told you it was around for three months. <laughs> That's all I remember seeing it. Um, but it was it was crazy. Now I did see. I think there must be some some ways to uh, either create your own server or hack your own server because I saw Call Me Kevin yeah. play through it a couple months ago. And it was, I, it was I believe, hilarious. every bit of cringe, cringe as I remember <laughs> yeah. it. So are you guys sad that you missed that? I don't think so. I mean, there's so many versions of that, like video game chat rooms that exist now that just seem better. Um Right, I mean, but, think about all the games after that that you guys might have played, like, I don't know, Neopets or Club Penguin or, you know, Movie right. Star Planet, that kind of stuff. And it, it just felt a lot like that, even though it came yeah. from the the Sims franchise that should have been so much better. Uh, it just felt a lot like that. I mean, the live action part reminds me of the, the Sims Free Play, the mobile app. Which, right, yeah. Which, that was the only part of the game I didn't like was that it was live action. And if you wanted to send your sim to work, you would send them to work for eight hours and then like, right. like just do nothing until then right. play Sims on the computer for eight hours until your sim on your phone comes back, you know? Yeah. I think, and, and what really surprises me is that a concept that they came up with in 2002 and whether or not they thought that they were successful at it, I don't know. Um, it really hasn't poked back into the, their franchise like ever, right? <laughs> like other than their failed attempt of, of yeah. trying to get SimCity multiplayer. But something something as simple as like me creating a neighborhood and having a couple houses in there and having a friends list and clicking on Amber and invite Amber. And then you <laughs> pop into my neighborhood and you walk into my house and you eat my food and you take an angry poop in my toilet. <laughs> that would be like the best thing ever. And it seems like it would be so simple, but that's never happened, has it? No. I mean, Sims 4 has a multiplayer mod and I've never played around with it, but I've definitely seen content creators who do like, you know, one of them um, actually did like a board game with, with a couple of the other uh, YouTubers and he like had them all. And I, I don't know how it works, but they're just all kind of in the same family and they just kind of say, Hey, I'm only going to control one person. Um, and then they played Candyland <laughs> in a Sims law and it was kind of funny. Um, but that's the only th multiplayer in the Sims four. I mean, they did say that the Sims five was going to have a, a multiplayer component, but it's kind of worrisome considering how like it went for, you know, SimCity and also, I guess, The Sims Online, <laughs> you know? It's, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I guess now talking about it and thinking about it, it, it probably boils down to the necessity of servers at some point, right? If, if you create something that someone else is going to log into, then there's a server involved. And, and unless it's a server that you're running yourself, that means EA is footing the bill for that server. Yeah. And that's just... That's just trouble waiting to happen. I remember buying a game at GameStop. This is several years ago, but I bought a, a used game at GameStop and it was a couple of years old. I brought it home, threw it in, I don't know, probably the PS3 at the time. And it wouldn't even get past the loading screen. 
So I Googled, hey, why doesn't this stupid game get past the loading screen? It just stops with some error. And it's because EA turned off the servers for that game a oh. couple of years after they sold it. And it wouldn't even get to where I couldn't even play like a, a single player version of the game at all. Couldn't even get to like the start playing, you know, <laughs> part of the game. So I brought it back to GameStop and said, hey, I don't, I don't think you should sell this game anymore because <laughs> it just won't ever work. It'll never work again. So and, and EA has been notorious for taking a game that somebody loves and turning off the servers. And, and that, that's got to happen at some point, right? Right. Whether whether you start with a billion people playing and you end up with a hundred thousand people playing and you have to turn off the servers because they cost a lot of money, you're gonna piss off a hundred thousand people, but it's just gotta happen. So maybe maybe they just they've just avoided it this long on something like The Sims, because why add another layer of complexity and another layer of possibly pissing people off? I mean that's what happened with the Sim City though, is I think the only way you could play it was online. You know, even if you just wanted to play single player, you could, but you were still on an online server um, and you could just like turn off other people connecting or something. Um, And that's what I think upset so many people is that it was just, you couldn't play it by yourself, you know? Um, And if you wanted to, it was just so small. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing that's why, you know, they don't want to have another oopsie like that. Right. That makes sense. You almost have to start in the free-to-play type world. And that way, if if you go for five years and then you shut it off and someone complains, you say, hey, it, it was a free game the whole time, right? Right. We, we were, we were going to shut it off at some point. And I'm sure in this 270 pages of end-user license, it says that clearly in there. <laughs> this game's going <laughs> to disappear someday. Don't bitch at us about it. You, we've been warned. So the next uh, the next thing on my list to talk about was The Sims Freeplay, which you had a perfect segue into. The first free-to-play version of The Sims. It came out for iOS and Android in 2011. You believe it's been that long? Yes, so it iOS looks devices like it came out that long ago. In 2012... <laughs> Um, Android and then Kindle Fire in 2012, October 2012. This is going to date things a little bit. Came out on BlackBerry (laughs) in 2013. Came out on Windows Phone 8. I don't even know if you guys even knew there was a Windows Phone ever. (laughs) Windows Phone 8 in 2013. So yeah, it's been out a long time. And the first thing that that differentiates is, like you said, it's the first real-time game. game so it takes real time to complete actions which is exactly what you're talking about but yeah what did either of you guys play that game oh yeah i i remember seeing it and i was like super excited because i played sims on my computer so now i get to play it on my phone or ipad so i get it i make the sim i usually made it look like me i'm like oh i could be a painter and then it would tell me to buy an easel I'd buy the easel, and it's like, oh, here's your first quest. Make a painting. Okay, cool. I'm going to make a painting. It takes three hours. Okay, <laughs> cool. I'll, I'll make a painting, come back in three hours. And then I would never, like, pick up the game again. And that'd be, like, intervals every time I picked up the game. You know, if, it, if you're starting with something like The Sims, and then you bring it into this free-to-play type world, there's a lot different expectations. Like, like I played many 
Farmville type games in my day, right? In the early days of, of Facebook games and, and online games and iPhone, <coughs> iPhone games. So you play a game like Farmville that you, you understand that that's what's going to happen, right? But, but they kind of baby step you into it because they start right. you with carrots. And the carrots yeah. take 60, 60 seconds mm-hmm. and then they, they get you up to cabbage and cabbage takes two minutes. And eventually you're going to be growing some like eggplant that takes eight hours, but it's not the first thing that you click on. So going from a game where everything is, it, you click on whatever you want to like the Sims, Sims two, three, four, and you bring that name into this free to play world. I can see how that would confuse or frustrate you guys. What about you, Amber? I played it quite a bit, actually. Um, you know, yeah, it does baby step you into the big wait times. Like, you do the tutorial and it tells you to go pee, which takes 10 seconds, and then wash your hands, which takes 15 <laughs> seconds. You know, it, it shows you how to play the game. Um, <laughs> I wish I could go to pee and wash my hands in 25 seconds total. That's that's a lot. And we talked about aspirations. That's mine right there. So it does baby step you, but, you know, I, I liked it because um, you kind of had a shared money between all of your Sims. and It was just kind of like the money was for your town, basically. And and it is pretty cool. You get to build new houses. And when you build new houses and level up, you can make new Sims and have them in your um, in your thing. And you can, like, build new buildings. So if you build the fire station, then you can have your Sims be firefighters. If you build the sports place, you can have them be sports people. And it's pretty neat. You can, you know, have diverse people. And I think I I probably went up to, I don't know, having 10 people in my app. Um, and it's pretty cool because you can, you know, while someone's at work, chances are you have someone else that you can interact with. And it was pretty cool because it had quests you know, it had, um, you know, with every new update, it would add something else because it, it just did. And I remember there was one update where it was like a magic thing. So I was just like, oh, one of my people doesn't have a job. They can do all my magic quests. And you would like buy a crystal ball and like talk to a wizard. And it was pretty cool that it was quest based. Um, but it was it was silly because you had to unlock every stage of life as you played it. So you could have your people romance. um, But then if you had them try for baby, then you would unlock like the baby quest and you'd have to finish the baby quest before you could have someone else have babies. And then once the baby aged up, you'd have child quests and you'd have to finish all of those. And and it was kind of weird because it did end up taking a long time. Um, but I, w- I thought it was fun, you know, something to do, you know, while waiting for other things. I don't know. Passive game. And but that's still around today, right? I think so. Yeah, I think mom downloaded it a little bit ago because she wanted a game to play in her iPad. And I suggested that. And she got through the tutorial and then didn't touch it again, which <laughs> I understand why. <laughs> What that reminds me of, uh, Amber talking about taking like 10 seconds to use the bathroom and five seconds to (laughs) use the sink was there was a YouTube challenge at some point that it was called like doing everything my sim does in 24 hours. And Mm -hmm. basically in a Sims game, like at normal speed, like 
a minute in Sims time is about like a second in real time. Yeah. So they would play like a day in the Sims, their Sim. And I don't think they'd really control them much. Just do what they want if they need to eat, need to eat. So, and they would write down everything that the Sim does in every time. So like the first thing, like the Sim would wake up and then the, the YouTuber would wake up when the Sim woke up. But let's say it took them Sims time, 10 minutes to walk to the kitchen. <laughs> the person in the YouTube video would take 10 minutes to walk yeah. to the kitchen. Then oh, an wow. hour to make their grilled cheese and 30 minutes on the toilet. It was really funny. Would they walk to their closet and just jump in a spin and have their clothes come on? <laughs> Maybe. But sometimes their sims would do nothing for like, they would just stand there for about 30 minutes. Yep. So then the YouTuber would be like, okay, I'm going to stand here for 30 minutes. I'll come back to you when it's 1.30. <laughs> so the sims topic itself still pretty strong in the YouTube world? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. What about... Like uh, Twitch, like streaming and stuff. Sims pretty popular on that platform. I'd say, yeah, Sims is really popular on Twitch. That's good. That never hurts. Yeah. All right. Anything else about the free play? Nope. nope. All right. Next up, we're going to talk briefly about My Sims, which briefly. is a completely different game that had many spinoffs, but it is kind of related to The Sims itself. So who's got any experience with My Sims? I've got a whole lot of experience with My Sims. <laughs> I remember we got our very first copy of My Sims from Taco Bell. All the way back when Taco Bell had computer games with their food. Um, yeah, like we, a, we a got full Taco, CD. Yeah, full CD, which I've since put the installer into my Google Drive so I can have it whenever. Um we got it and we loved it. I think all of us played it. Oh yeah. And we loved it. It's such a good game. And then we also had it on the Wii, which I liked that it was the same exact game on PC and on the Wii. Um and in my it started sense started on console. Oh and really? Later later came to PC, yeah. I think that's how it happened. So it oh. was like it was supposed to be a Wii game and then eventually got ported over onto computer. Wow. Well, My Sims is you basically come to a town and you become their designated builder. I forget the the title of your character's role, but um, people when people move into the town, you'll build their houses or build their restaurants or whatever business they have, and it's a build pretty neat bed. system. Yeah, so mm-hmm. when you build the the buildings, you have like blocks. You know, you have a square building and then you can slot the little windows on um, and then you can go and craft items and collect apples and things. And it was pretty neat. You know, you could collect a lot of interesting things like spooky essence if you be mean to them and scare them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's it's such a fun game. It's definitely a, a crafting game. We talked several episodes mm-hmm. back about different crafting games, and I don't think we touched on this one. But, yeah, you go out and uh, knock on trees to get apples, and you'd collect different things. And those would all be the ingredients needed to to create these objects or houses that, that the people were, were asking for. And then certain people required those different emotion things, and you would have to, like, explore 
and find they're kind of like biomes like yeah and you would have to knock on the trees and get those essence like some girl would want an apple themed couch and one wants a spooky arcade machine something like that yeah and it gave i haven't played a lot of these other games but it gave me it, it reminded me a lot of what where are they the harvest moon or what are the the big the, the turning leaf and stuff like that. What what were those games? Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Like it is kind those of similar have, to Animal like, Crossing. Like go into yeah. a town, mm-hmm. and they have you like they the mayor or whatever immediately starts you doing things for him. <laughs> like thanks, yeah. welcome to yeah. the town. Start building me crap now. I mean i I read here on the Wikipedia page that I'm staring at um, that one of the designers actually was influenced by nintendo games um and that probably had some influence you know the animal crossing kind of game probably influenced it a lot and you totally see that with the style of the game too because Mm -hmm. the characters are all kind of chibi instead of more realistic looking that's for sure yeah i think they describe it that way still talking simlish though right yeah yeah which is a whole nother topic that we haven't touched on, but that, that could be a whole episode in itself. The the creation of, of a fake language that several bands, I guess, have since re-recorded their songs oh, yeah. for The Sims with the Simlish language in it for the lyrics. I think that's, I uh, that's pretty cool. I know Katy Perry has said before that, you know, because she had the Sweet Treats stuff pack and, recorded a lot of her songs to be included in that um she said that when she goes to concerts she hears people singing singing the simlish versions of her song (laughs) that's awesome that's when you know you got famous enough (laughs) we're actually recording this whole episode again in simlish only so (laughs) find that on our website that'll be episode 19b (laughs) (laughs) darf snorbit I think that's the only thing I remember is Darf Snarbit. Was <laughs> yeah. that from the, from my Sims? I think so, yeah. I think they try to keep the language pretty consistent throughout all the games. But my Sims has some pretty cool crossover with uh, The Sims 4. Um, the Sims 4 has some collectibles that are, um, you know, you can knock open a rock and you can get a time capsule and in the time capsule you can get one of like 20 my sims trophies and they're little like character figurines of some of your favorite characters like like dj candy and stuff and they also have a couple of the my sims characters in the sims 4 as townies like dj candy is in the sims 4 as candy and she has like DJ skills. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it's it's really neat how that was one of my favorite things when I found out. I was like, Candy, and she's blonde. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice little throwback. Yeah, those games came out in two thousand seven, I mm-hmm. think, on the console, and then two thousand eight on PC. So they've been around for a long time, and they had some spinoffs like Secret Agents or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I know we had the My Sims Kingdom and the My Sims Agents. That's and, right. I remember the kingdoms. And those were both pretty similar. Um, instead of being like a town building one, though, they were more of like a story based exploration. Um, 
and the gameplay was a little bit different. So with Kingdoms, it was less crafting and more kind of like programming. I think there was like puzzles that you'd have to solve. Um, and I forget what the different thing about Agents was, but I played Agents more than I played Kingdoms. But we never played Flying Aces. Is that what it was called? Sky Heroes. Sky Heroes. Okay, I was close. <laughs> so cool. Anything else about My Sims? We got a couple more things to talk about. Nope. All right. Did you guys know that there is a canceled film? What? Yeah. So a live action drama film based on the franchise was announced in 2007. The film rights were purchased by 20th Century Fox. We've heard of them, right? Mm -hmm. It was going to be written by Brian Lynch. So Brian Lynch is famous for such projects as The Minions, I think Puss in <laughs> Boots, um, all the way up into working with some of the some of the recent games like the uh, was it the DC Pets DC Heroes Pets or something oh. that just came out. Yeah, that just so came he's out. he's got a pretty good track record of writing movies. Well, um, animated, produced by John Davis, but. It, the film went into what they call development hell for many years. Oh, no. And then what happened in 2019? I'll give you a hint. What happened to 20th Century Fox? Oh, they got bought. <laughs> they got bought. They got acquired <laughs> by hmm, a little tiny hmm. company called Disney. What? So what do you think Disney did with it? Scrapped it. <laughs> yep. So the film and then other other uh, video game based movies that were undeveloped by 20th century Fox all canceled. Like we got no room for that. We've got 27 other franchises <laughs> that we've bought. We got to get rid of this silly Sims movie. What would it have even been about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> think, think about what they would have been spitballing in 2007 though. Probably like Paris Hilton would be starring in it or something. <laughs> That's hot. All right, so canceled film. And then the last thing here on my list is something that I think we did did know about and watch a little bit was The Sims Sparked. Yeah. What was The Sims Sparked? It was a competition show um, where they had a couple like content creators that either speci specialized in building story mode and I believe... Creative Sims creation, team. yeah. And they were put on teams and had particular challenges that they had to do. Yeah, so the the lineage of, of who started it was, of course, EA. They partnered with Turner Sports. So big big broadcasting company, so that kind of makes sense. And then BuzzFeed. Oh. So they, they partnered all together, created it, which was a four-episode reality TV show. Yeah. Wow. Big, big time. You hit the big time. Four episodes, 12 contestants. <laughs> um, I think it premiered in 2020. So July of 2020. And the winner got a $100,000 prize. Wow. Nothing wrong with that. But yeah, we watched. Did we watch the whole thing or did we watch? Just I don't like think first so. I think we watched two. two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't, we don't even know who won. I liked it because some of the creators that I like to watch were on it, like yeah. Plumbella and uh, Steffo Sims. They were both on it and 
both very entertaining creators that I recommend people to watch if they're interested in The Sims. Do you know who the host was? I forget who the host was. The host was Rayvon Owen, which I didn't even know who he was. But it was the uh, American Idol season 14 finalist. Oh, cool. Yep. So that brings us to the end of my list. Do you guys have anything else that you wanted to add on to the, uh, the side projects of The Sims? There were some good ones um, that were side projects of The Sims 3, like The Sims Medieval. Um, and that basically just took The Sims 3 and reskinned it into a medieval setting. And it was kind of like quest based. Um, and there was a mobile version of that also, which I played um, a bit. And that was pretty cool. Um, you kind of like run a kingdom. Or something and and you have to like do some quests along that was um, that available on pc or was that just like a console i think shoot? it was on pc okay so i remember those popping up on console and i was always confused because you'd see a game like the sims 3 you know right. being sold on the console but then you'd see another one like you're saying like the sims medieval and you're like where, where does this fall into like is it part of three or part of four or somewhere in between <laughs> So it always confused me. Yeah. They did that a bit, just like taking the existing game and reskinning it. Like I guess what they did with the the Sims one and the neighborhood one, whatever that one was called. The Bratz version. <laughs> the herbs. <laughs> the herbs, yeah. It's the last one I remember. Yeah. I think that brings us to the end of our Sims quest here. I think we did a good job talking about everything. Took us two episodes to do so. I think we could have expanded it out if we wanted to, but we got some good bang for the buck. Any final notes? Darf Starbit. Darf Starbit. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking forward to Sims 5, right? Yeah. Is there going to be a Sims 4 like Ultimate Edition that has all the all the add-on packs they don't they don't do that anymore they, they do some they didn't combo even packs. do that for sims 3 yeah they do some combo packs i think for sims yeah. 3 where it'd be the sims and maybe the pets and maybe seasons or something but i yeah, think I ea think has grown Athena. more more nefarious and greedy yeah not shocking maybe in 10 years we'll get a sims 3 complete edition <laughs> <laughs> when they turn off the store yeah sims 3 store like they did for Sims 2. Yeah. So cool. So that's going to bring us to the end of this episode. We thank you guys always for listening. We uh, would like you to go and check out our YouTube channel. Give that a uh, subscribe so you can keep up with the content that we're putting out there. Check out our website, www.familygeekery.com. And check us out on the socials. We are growing slowly a, a little following there. And we would love to have you guys join us. So, until next time, guys, peace, peace out, out and, and geek, geek out. out. Thank you for listening to the Family Geekery Podcast. For more information, visit www.familygeekery.com. Don't forget to subscribe at your favorite podcast provider. And until next time, peace out and geek out. Was I good that time? Yeah. I think good so. Good enough. Good <laughs> enough for Danny. <laughs>